What's shaking, YouTube tonight? Welcome to Lords of the Long Box presents the comic book cover price, comic book shakers of the week. We got a fun list for you this week. I know we're running a little bit late, but you know, it wouldn't be a Lord show unless we gave you something <laughs> to get fun, you know, get to some hype for. So, baby, let them congregate. I'll give you DJ Lazy Boy. Special request by Dark Side Jedi. I'm yes, sorry, Dark Jedi. Say what's good to the people. Hey, hey, hey. Thursday night. What do you got to say? It's a Shakers show tonight. Hey, shout out to Dave Samuelson. Finally caught a live show. Welcome aboard, son. Nice. You got to see a live one, so hopefully we don't mess up. And my young homie, J2 Ramirez, in the house helping out. Normally, one of the Lord's moderators. I consider him part of the Lord's crew, a longtime homie. Say what's yeah. good, Josh. What up, man? Uh, J2 in the building. Low grades, checking in. Lords of the low grades. It's going down. Yo, I like up? that. Happy Thursday. Thursday it is. Busy as it is. This is a WonderCon Eve, you may say. So a lot of people are busy getting ready for WonderCon. This show is sponsored by our friends over at CoverPrice.com. Bring you price guides, collections, and trends. And this here top, uh, this here shakers list. Our show is also sponsored by our friends at Key Collectibles, Facebook.com, Instagram.com, forward slash Key Collectibles. This show is also sponsored by uh, our friends Karis Comics. Go to KarisComics.com. Use the discount code of LOTLB to get 10% off any Karis Comics exclusives. Yeah, and if you just happen Wonder to be... Con. If you happen to be a WonderCon and their booth, these are they're going to be the Karis Comics WonderCon exclusives by Mike Mayhew. And guess what? Mike Mayhew will be at the booth so he can sign the copies if you get awesome. them, if you buy them there. And uh, just happens to be they are right next to the CGC booth. Perfect. Nice. You can yeah. grab a witness and go right over to the CGC booth and then make life easy for you. So, once again, this is the Shakers List where we look at the biggest sales, most interesting sales found on the daily Shakers List. Uh, this list changes every time, several times a day. So make sure you check out the Shakers list over on coverprice.com as we will after we do this 10 
crazy books and this this isn't even that crazy uh there's some modern ones but there's some in there that you're like i have never seen that in my life so let's kick it off are you ready dark side jedi i'm ready i'm ready all right let's, let's start this. off what do we got first well tonight's first shaker is the 3d zone number 16 this is dave stevens art um back in 1989 hell of a cover right there the late artist dave stevens is mainly known for his creation the rocketeer however wait a minute oh no this is correct okay uh however this additional comic book was just as excellent and has been slowly building in value as fans discover his various covers dave was specifically talented at creating a modern day good girl covers his pinup art style has been highly sought after lately after immensely undervalued most of his work for decades this 3D Zone cover pairs well with his Planet Comics number one cover, uh, though high-grade copies of this 3D cover will cost some decent coin. With a high sale this week of 900 bucks for a CGC 9.8, and um, the high sale, though, goes to an October 2021 sale of $1,020 for a 9.8, so it's a pretty... Uh, yeah, I I, I I only own about two or three uh, Dave Stevens art, and all of them look great. It's a his style is almost a throwback to like a, it's like a modernized pinup, uh, you might say, uh-huh, yeah. uh, to say the least. But uh, he passed away unfortunately. Um, but you know, you still find some out there. There, like I said, there's always hardcore collectors of artists. Um, you know, like you know, obviously McFarlane stands out. You know, but Dave Stevens is one of those where you know there's not a ton out there. But you know, if you can find them, get them because they're worth it. G- gorgeous artwork by uh, the late great Dave Stevens. So the 3D Zone issues number 16 from 1989, $900 for a 9.8. For I don't even know where the hell they would find something like yeah, that. But never seen this ever. All right, we go for an O four for a possible one for two. What do we got now? Next, Jay. Oh, coming up next on the Shakers list is Amazing Spider-Man presents Black Cat number one, the J. Scott Campbell one in fifty variant. J. Scott Campbell has covered many various Spider-Man covers over the years. His name is almost synonymous with Black Cat, who's been the central figure to many of his covers. It's practically impossible to remember a time when he didn't draw Black Cat. However, his relationship with Felicia started with Amazing Spider-Man 606 and 607, each selling raw for over $100 as of lately. With these issues, while issues predate this Spider-Man Presents Black Cat Number one, one in 50 variant by a year, this variant truly put J. Scott Campbell on the map for collectors. It made him one of Marvel's most popular cover artists, churning out some of the most desired variants amongst all comics. Finding this book is getting more challenging by the year, hence its ever-escalating market value as seen by this week's all-time new high, of 1,701 smackaroos for a CGC 9.8. Wow. Fucking wow. That I haven't is seen this cover in a long insane. time. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, J. Scott Campbell has made a living off just doing covers. I mean, uh, I remember uh, some of his early uh, Spider Man run where he did the internal Ooh. art, and it was, it, I wasn't that impressed. Yeah. Jay, check the private chat in. Um, Streamyard for a second, um, but yeah, but you know, J. Scott Campbell is known. I mean, obviously, going all the way back to like Gen thirteen and all mm-hmm. those, you know, he knows how to to you know draw the curvaceous figure. Um, yes. But you know, but I, I would tell you, a lot of these cover artists, you, you're like, oh, they did the internals too, and then you look inside, and uh, Adam Hughes is a, a good example uh, of that. Yeah, like, definitely not. Like, like I was like, oh, Adam Hughes uh, drew the internals, and I looked at the internals, I go, wow, because you know why. When they do a cover, they can spend a lot more time on just doing a cover as opposed to doing, um, you know, panel by panel by panel, which is tedious, right? It's 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 tedious storytelling. Um, so there you go, man. Uh, as I mis- misspelled the graphic, it's the Amazing Spider-Man presents Black Cat issue 
number one, the J. Scott Campbell 150 variant from 2010. Wow, who was getting 150 of these in 2000, 2010? I was like, you know, had the market, I'm trying to think if the market had rebounded yet back in 2010. Um, so we shall see. All right, let's yeah, go. I uh, think it was starting to because 08 is when Iron Man came out. Well, no, but even when Iron Man came out, the movie, you're talking about the movie, right? Oh, yeah, I mean, that's really what kind of started collectors getting excited again. Actually, it was The Walking Dead to me. Walking Dead really was what, you know, what really made people speculate on comics, uh, to what I believe uh, to be, you know, because, uh, you know, Iron Man, who's, you know, it was well, already expensive. I, I, it's already an expensive book, yeah. Not necessarily. I mean, Iron Man wasn't that expensive until that sh- movie was talked about, and then it hit the roof. Went through yeah. the roof. But even yeah, now, I don't like think first books. appearance Iron Man is even that expensive compared to like know. modern stuff. You know what I'm saying? Looked. Like, like you look at Ghost Rider. First appearance of Ghost Rider that sold at auction. Oh, books for, that like, come out yesterday and then are like selling for five hundred, seven hundred dollars. <laughs> it still blows my mind. I don't. But whatever. Hey, that's the right. hot, hot, hot comic books where we live in, right? Yes, sir. All right, Jay. I think you uh, muted yourself. Uh, but uh, next one is for uh, Brian. Anyway, so if we go for Amazing Spider-Man Presents Black Cat, issue number one, the one in 50, what do we got next? This here we have Carnage, USA number one. This is Clayton Crane. Now this is the second print variant from back in 2012. Clayton Crane's Carnage, USA is pretty valuable across all covers. There's a reason this series is so sought after, though. The series had the Avengers and Spider-Man tracking Carnage and his incredibly violent murder spree across the United States. Previous depiction of Carnage show PG violence with most happening off-panel. This series did not. Clayton Crane's style simply feels more chaotic in its energy, which enhances the overall tone of the series. This is very similar to what he created with Chris Yost's 2008 X-Force series. Almost all issues of the series sell for a premium. However, it's the second print that seems to be leading the pack with this week's 9.8 sale of $650. Now, granted, the Humberto Ramos 1 in 50 has a raw sale of $450 from June of 2021, and a 9.8 of that cover would quickly overtake this. But, hey, this is still a great sale and a great cover. Yeah, really great cover. Dude, Clayton Crane is amazing. I love Crane, Clayton Crane's Spider-Man, his Carnage. Yeah, I had a Detroit fanfare. It was an old show back in the day um, that they did around here. It was a Detroit fanfare Clayton Crane Carnage cover. And, oh, man, I'm so disappointed. I didn't know what I had at the time. So I let it go for like really. Could have got it signed at KRS when we went to KRS Comics uh, Clayton Crane signing. Yeah, it could have, would have, should have, man. That's but the, this that's is the, uh, <laughs> mantra, yeah. my mantra of collecting. Could have, would have, FOMO, should've. yeah, FOMO <laughs> and timing. It's all about timing, you know what I'm saying? But the detail on this is just absolutely crazy. I mean, uh, when you yeah. when you look at it, uh, it looks gory but, too. Yeah, Carnage USA number one Clayton Crane second print variant from 2012. Wow, that is amazing. All right, what do you got up next, Jay? Per- I think this is perfect for you. Actually, this is like the perfect book to set up for you because I know uh, you're a big fan of his. I, and I used to have this book, uh, Deadpool number two, Mike Hawthorne, the hip hop variant cover. It's the one in one hundred variant cover, which came out in 2015. With all the various hip-hop covers, this one was one of the few to wield any incentive ratios, let alone a 1 in 100. At the time, it seemed silly and gimmicky. However, time has proved it to be a very pricey variant as seen by this week's big sell of $600 for a CGC 9.4. This price is pretty impressive when the all-time highest sell is 1000 for a 9.8, which was back in January of 2021. The black cover does no favors for finding high-grade copies, which is probably why buyers settle for a near-minus grade. This variant is a must, whether you're a Deadpool fan or a Vanilla Ice fan. From the album to the extreme, which is a good album if if i got a guilty pleasure 
but <laughs> there we go, man. Deadpool number two, Mike Hawthorne variant. One yeah, there. I remember what was it last year when hip hop variants really started like taking off. Remember everybody was going crazy over them, and oh, yeah. I had a few of them. Um, I mean, even before the hip hop variants, there was the the Run the Jewels variant, um, which was really kind of not a hip hop variant, but it was an homage to Run the Jewels. If if Run the Jewels, you guys know it's it's that, you know, it's the action that they have with the fingers pointing toward the hand. Mm-hmm. Um but um I also I have another Deadpool that's really gnarly and it's huge. It's like a ten dollar book um retail. Like uh the cover price is ten dollars on it. Um but you know but yeah because Marvel man, because I remember I was like I'm a big hip hop fan, so I was telling my LCS Pull every hip hop variant that comes out, man. Next, I next thing you know, I had like a hundred and fifty of these things, man, because they were doing for, for all everything that came out. <laughs> so, uh, I still have a few. I have like fifty of them. I have like Moon Girl, Devil Dinosaur, uh, and I kept the uh, Slick Rick one. Uh, there are some other ones, but you know, I'm an old school head, so a lot of these young these hip hop covers from like a new hip hop artist, I didn't recognize the covers at all. But uh, you know. Wu Tang Clan, you 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 see that yeah. one, you recognize that one, right? Yeah. Uh, Paid in Full, you recognize that one. Like uh, Slick Rick, you recognize that one. Uh, but you know, some you just don't recognize. Like you know, if nobody would recognize this if you were a certain age, right? Extremely extreme, because you remember to the extreme, a wax chump like a candle. <laughs> <laughs> props to props to uh, props to uh, Vanilla Ice for there not getting a... killed. Go ahead. There was a station that played that song locally, twenty four hours straight one one year one day. It was wow. insane. The popular song. No, I guess it was just that popular at one point in time. So for those who are in the Bay Area, uh, a station called uh, Hot ninety seven point seven changed their name to Wild ninety seven point seven, and they paid Wild Thing for twenty four hours straight Jeez. before they announced the you know Wild the one by Tone Loke. They just played for 24 hours straight on the radio before they announced that they had changed their name to Wild uh, 94. I think it was Wild 94.9 or 97.7. One of those two. I remember because I was like turning and I was like, why am I going to? I used to, because this was back in the day, I used to commute to work and I used to listen to like radio shows in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why am I hearing Wild Thing over and over again? But anyway, Deadpool number two, Mike Hawthorne, Hip Hop Variant 1 and 100 from 2015. 600 bucks. That's not even a 9.8, man. That's for a 9.4, guys. All right, next up, you know, couldn't be a shaker show if we didn't have some crazy-ass horror books on here. Yeah, so I'm not sure how to pronounce the acronym. <clears throat> Is it Sodi or Sodi? Anyway, The Haunt of Fear, number 19. This is from back in 1953. This book saw a raw sale hit a new high of $1,000. And nine, $1,009, if you want to be exact. This cover features an almost decapitation. And it's the inside of this book that features a horrifying baseball game played with dismembered body parts spread across the infield. While that's not enough of a pre uh, draw for pre-cold collectors, this violent book was directly referenced in The Seduction of the Innocent as one of the key books corrupting the minds of youths in the 1950s. SOTI, S-O-T-I, is an acronym for The Seduction of the Innocent. A 1950s book written by Frederick Wortham. Frederick led this charge against comic books and believed that particular comic books led teens to become juvenile delinquents. Well, look at us all. We all are. Uh, this book directly resulted in the creation of the Comics Code in 1954. Today, collectors now use The Seduction of the Innocent as a shopping list of what books to buy. Awesome. Don't we love them? We love them. I love these books. I mean, if nowadays, if you uh, if a comic book were to bring about congressional hearings, you know there would be like oh tons God. and tons it would of have money to have, for it. Oh, jeez! But what would yeah, have, but, what would have to what would it have to be for that to? But happen? but look at this cover, dude! Look at the catcher chest plate is made out of body parts. That is gnarly, and <laughs> you got to you know leg is a bat. Yeah, he's holding a leg as a bat, dude. That is freaking gnarly as hell, man. I, I want this. I mean, I don't know if I can afford it, though, but uh, Haunt of Fear holds the the distinction of being, uh, you know, 
singled out by the um, the congressional hearings or seduction of the innocent for you know can you imagine little little Jimmy bringing this home and his mom you know doing her uh, nuclear wife thing you know nuclear wives if you don't know were a housewife of the 50 that you know stayed home ironed the clothes cooked dinner and didn't work and do any of that stuff but anyway haunt affair issue number 19 from 1953 a raw for one thousand dollars now That's now amazing. i just want to be um i have a question is the crypt keeper is that the same as the tales from the crypt yes crypt keeper yeah, but yeah, this isn't his first appearance though. It's no. a, it's yeah, it's in another one. That one is big bucks. That's a Crime Patrol fifteen. There you go. Boom. Check out the big brains on Brad <laughs> as they splatter all over the floor. All right. Speaking of big brains on Brad, you get the next one. What do we got up next, Josh? Man, we have JLA and well, yeah, just League of America and Avengers number four. This Whoa, Kurt Busiek and George Perez's JLA Avengers crossover issue number four is having its moment. Individual cells and cells of the series as a set are substantial. Issue four stands out above the rest, though, and for a good reason. Routinely selling near-mint copies for $40 to $60. I can only imagine what a newsstand would go for. This book is seeing interest thanks to the JLA Avengers Hero Initiative variant and possibly due to Mr. Perez's recent health issues. In my opinion, issue four of this DC Marvel event has one of the best covers ever printed, and we only expect it to continue to climb. Awesome. Yeah, that is a tough yeah. Cover. Look at that. I mean, that's a gorgeous wraparound cover. You got Superman wielding Captain yeah. America's shield and Thor's hammer. I mean, you know, like I always said, man. You know, I'm, I was shocked that you know DC and Marvel got together to even do a trade for it because I don't think we will ever see a DC Marvel mm-hmm. um, crossover in the comics like they used to do in the 80s and 90s. Um, you know, I mean, you know, even image. I mean, they did some, but you know, unfortunately, no. But this covers is absolutely dope, man. Especially when you see it, um, you know, both sides of it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you know, it's almost a shame to slab it. You know, I would, you know, well, you can see the back of it, I guess. But man, you know, I would just I'll love open, this spread open is way nicer. I, I wonder if if uh, this the, there's original art for this somewhere. Whoever has it, uh, it would be absolutely oh, yeah, gorgeous no to sure. have. Oh man, that'd be amazing. Yeah, uh, hopefully George Perez has it and he can auction it off and for his charity or his family or whatever. But uh, JLA Avengers issue number four from two thousand and four, eighty two dollars for a book that really nobody cared about in the, in the <laughs> before, you know. So uh, mm-hmm. more power to you. All right, what do we got up next? Uh, number seven this week is New Avengers number forty. This is the second print from back in two thousand and eight. And heat on this book is increasing with a second printing selling this week for almost 200 bucks. This book is a um, revelatory issue in the Secret Invasion arc. It's the first full appearance of Varanke as herself, the Skrull Queen. The shape-shifting Skrulls are one of Marvel's most prominent alien races going back to 1962's Fantastic Four number two. Our regal girl, Queen Varenke, is revealed here as the engineer uh, behind a plot to replace key Earth superheroes with members of her own race in a bid to overflow the planet and seek revenge for past defeats. Secret Invasion spins out of the Avengers Illuminati miniseries, uh, where we see a ruling council of Marvel's most powerful men acting as a shadow society, secretly influencing their world. The Illuminati itself is getting tremendous attention. Fans of the MCU are speculating about the team's appearance in Doctor Strange in the multi- uh, Multiverse of Madness. However, New Avengers number 40, a massive part of the secret invasion story arc is an emergent star in the MCU due to an um, a show coming to Disney. Plus, this issue is where the story begins to make sense. We realize the depth and grandeur and the grave threat of the scroll invasion. 
Branke had previously appeared while masquerading as Spider-Woman, who she'd replaced to infiltrate the Avengers. This was the first time we saw her in her true form, and the first time we saw the startling kind of science and kind of occult ceremony Skrulls used to replace our favorite heroes so perfectly. Publishers issued second printings to meet the demand for books that proved to be much more popular than initially expected. They can be rare and highly sought after in their own right by completists or due to variant covers and their own lower print runs. This book is a perfect storm, an integral part of a huge story, a first appearance, and an imminent Disney Plus adaptation, and a second printing with a variant cover. So <laughs> wrap it all up in a bow, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so glad I didn't have that one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was a long read. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Varenke is, I mean, there's been a lot of uh, chatter recently about Secret um, Invasion. Samuel L. Jackson said a lot of stuff. There's been a lot of set photos leaked. And from what all I can surmise is Varenke is going to be not the villain, but she's going to be a good guy. Because if you remember at the end of No Way Home, I think, um, no, Far From Home. Far from home, right? We got the, we saw the scroll couple, right? And then you saw you saw Nick Fury on a scroll ship, and so what I've been t read or told is that there's going to be two factions of scrolls, basically, and Varenki is going to be getting the aid of you know Nick Fury and Earth heroes to defeat the evil scrolls, if you will. Um, whereas in the comics, a little bit different from that, but um, either way, I mean, getting Amelia Clark to play Varenki, I meant you know. She still has a big following from when she was on uh, Game of Thrones and everything. A little yep. bit short, but, you know, they can do things, you know. I mean, I'm pretty sure the CGI are up or anything. <laughs> but in this, in, it's amazing in The Secret Invasion, it is pretty much every Avenger was turned into a scroll, or a scroll took their persona. Until, like, I forgot which issue was when Avengers came back. And I think it was with Norman Osborn. That and cartoon... Earth's Mightiest of uh, Heroes on Disney did a really good Secret Invasion. That was series. a great, sh the great show, man. They had Korvac Saga, everything on there. I don't know why they did away with it, man. That was a great show, and it wasn't even. I mean, adults could watch it, and it wasn't like you know, kitty jokey like, but because mm -hmm. uh, oh, I remember good. out of this bread, like Norman and uh, Norman Osborn and. Um, the, you know his team where he kind of like hey you know we we saved you guys all blah 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 so it's kind of interesting where secret invasion will lead you know you got nova annihilation secret invasion maybe secret avengers or you know thunderbolt so it's all connected boys and girls all right so we go new avengers number four the second print from 2008 now what do we got up next man coming up next Ofer. the offer we got us Scandals 1 from Thorby Enterprises, Inc., 1999. Artist Adam Hughes is a household name amongst comic collectors. Many collectors are trying to track down every cover he's ever done. However, this is a massive challenge as he's provided covers for some very low printed series. This issue of uh, this issue of Scandals from Thorby may be one of the rarest. If it's not the rarest, it's definitely in the top five. It's incredibly challenging to find. We've only seen two sales, one at $202.51 in June of 2021, and this week's massive raw sale of $610. Damn, that's a big jump. While this is scarce, it is out there somewhere. This is a book to hunt for at convention dollar bins and local comic shops. It flies under the radar of most retailers and collectors. Tucking this away in your brain could make a fantastic stealth buy in the future. Hell yeah. Yo, I have never seen never. this in my life. I don't think anybody's ever had this in their lives. I don't <laughs> You know who might have this? Comics on the Edge. Like, he's the what? biggest Adam Hughes fan that I know out there. Like, you wouldn't even know this is Adam Hughes because it doesn't have his signature, his signature, you know, what his signature signature, I guess, for lack of a better uh, term, my alliteration there. You know, uh, you know the ah, 
You know what I'm saying? You don't see it like like nowadays everything he put he signs ah. Um, but man, I wonder what the print run for Scandals Number One was in 1999. That is absolutely nuts. Scandals. You know what? I was just gonna say that it does look like Jim. Uh, what's that? Um, Jim and the whatever the Geminites. Oh no, no, what are they called? The Jim and <laughs> the, the Gem Girls, or what were they called? Like, you know what I'm cartoon. I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. All right, we're grown ass men. We shouldn't know. Jim anyway. and the, right. it came out. If you were a latchkey kid, that that was on when you were yeah. waiting for your mom to pick you up from school. I sure. bet you That's were where I watched it from. Gym. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. You were watching it from all, all the other the little girls. Were. <laughs> all right. Scandals number one for Thorby Enterprises from 1991. $600 for a raw dog. So if you guys see this, man, snatch it up. All right. What do we got up next? Something in the middle, uh, something modern and a good chance for you to get yeah. on the board. Because I, I see this book a lot. Yes, yeah, it's a cool cover. This is Superior Spider-Man number 17, the J.G. Jones Spider-Man 2099, 1 in 50 variant from back in 2013. We've covered that Spider-Man 2099 is hot, thanks to his upcoming appearance in Sony's Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. His key issues are on fire, and this enthusiasm is just now starting to spread to his variant covers. Um, there aren't that many variants for 2099, but one of the favorites among collectors has always been this J.G. Jones 1 in 50 variant for Superior Spider-Man number 17. Superior Spider-Man was a very popular run, so this 1 in 50 isn't impossible to find at all, but it sure isn't easy. So make uh, many collectors want a copy that supply and demand are driving up its value as seen by this week's new high sale of 400 bucks for a raw copy and uh a thousand for a 9.8 just a week ago so yeah keep uh keep this one on your list everybody yeah yeah before all the spider-man 2099 hype people i I used to see people like post this book it was like a 50 dollar 60 dollar raw dog uh you know just you know four or five years sweet, ago sweet cover it, it's reminiscent oh, it's, a of dope, those... it's a dope cover no doubt but well, as soon as you know nowadays in the the age of 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 micro speculation you know any little yeah. mention or any little you know mention a word or name um you know people are gonna go nuts uh for it um i'm surprised more people haven't gotten nuts over the first or what's the first appearance of frenchie from moon knight because if you guys watch the moon knight series when yeah. he's going through his phone i noticed that and all the, the all the numbers of Layla, there's one name that stands out, and that's that that the other name is Frenchie, uh, and Frenchie is kind of like his uh, his um, I don't know sidekick, I want to say almost almost as Alfred, uh, but uh, you know who knows maybe we'll see Frenchie uh, show up on the show. Ducamp, there you go, yeah. There's one name Duchamp. that Duchamp. yeah Duchamp Duchamp. I'm gonna say that since it's French, uh, but that was the only name that was besides Layla that was on that phone. Um, so, and that's the character Frenchie. So, um, go ahead. Yeah, I'm excited about this show. I'm excited about this show. But before we get into number one, I think you need to uh, tell us what uh, My Slabs is doing. Whoa. Oh, I've totally forgot about that. Thank you, Ryan. Oh, yeah. Let's hear from our sponsor, My Slabs. If you guys are tired of paying eBay fees, then uh, 10 or more percent, join the 1% of Revolution. The platform designed by collectors for collectors just got even better. MySlabs.com is proud to now feature dedicated sections for both raw cards and raw comic books. Browse over 100,000 slab collectibles authenticated by the industry's most trusted grading companies. Then check out a massive selection of sealed wax and now raw singles and raw lots. Join a passionate, no-nonsense community of nearly 50,000 members and enjoy some of the best buyer and seller protection in the business. And as always, MySlabs offers one of the most disruptive pricing models in the hobby with seller fees as low as only 1%. So the next time you're forced to pay 10%, 20% or more to sell something from your collection, head over to MySlabs.com, the low-fee marketplace by collectors for collectors. Yeah, want to sign up Sign up as a seller, and uh, they ask you where you heard it from. Tell them you heard it from Lords and Longbox, and hopefully you get approved, and uh, you sell some stuff like Ryan has. Yeah, so, that's great. I love it. <clears throat> number one should not be any surprise on this list uh, because of what uh, show aired this week. Uh, what do we have for the f- for last book on our list? 
Man, the last book, last but not least, number one key of the week, Shaker, Shake em, Don't Break em, Werewolf by Night 32 from 1975. With the new Moon Knight Marvel series dropping just a few days ago, Moon Knight's first comic book appearance is hotter than it's ever been. This big baller book finds Moon Knight, Mark Spector, battling Jack Russell as the Werewolf by Night after attacking his buddy, Buck Cohen. Werewolf by Night 32 has been one of the more desirable comic books to speculate on with anticipation of the new six-part miniseries. Sales have been steady and steadily climbing, but recently we've seen some amazing sales. A few days ago, a CGC 9.6 sold for a record $26.5,000, only to see a CGC 9.8 sell for an incredible $65,000. That is nuts. Man, the early reviews have been very positive for this new series, which likely helped influence collectors' willingness to pay serious money for this essential Bronze Age comic book. We also saw a CGC 2.0 reach a record of $1,300. So lower grades, shout out, are also starting to follow this upward trend. Raw copy sales are also turning some heads with a $3,550 sale for a near mint minus copy and a $7,100 sale. 7,100, that is correct, for a near mint plus copy. Average lower lower and mid-grade copies are well over $1,000 for this key book. Insane. That is crazy. Um, Shout out to uh, Prince Zodiac for the Ghana 60 Seconds reference. This book is my Eleanor. Uh, (laughs) If you you watch Ghana 60 Seconds, you got that reference. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I mean, damn, 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 damn. Uh, I should have bought mine when I had it. Um, I think I may have sold mine because I was disappointed in the grade that I got because, you know, everybody knew Moon Knight was coming. It was just a matter of time. It was just simply a matter of time before he came. Uh, and now, you know, everything Isaac is saying, he's, you know, Midnight Suns, and I don't think he's going anywhere. If, if you watch the show, no spoilers, wow. but good, um, good, the good. reveal of the costume looked pretty damn dope. Awesome. Um, the whole yeah, thing I, was done well. <clears throat> yeah. It was it was pretty amazing. So, But I heard it, it is a very trippy show. So if you're into, like, linear storytelling, um, um, you know, you know, kind of throw that out the window because um you just have you, everything from his perspective is is maybe not he's not a n- accurate narrator of his own life is i don't know about how well, well to i put mean that. if you know the character he's uh multiple personalities so yeah I mean, um but you know we we got some spoiler. i don't want to spoil anything but you know, so it's it's, it's only it's, uh, it's only yeah, it's only running six episodes. So you know, an hour an episode or forty five minutes, fifty minutes, whatever. I'm down for it. So you know, I know uh, nothing, next to nothing about uh, Moon Knight, and I'm very very excited as someone fresh who doesn't have really a comic book background or any kind of expectation to watch this. Um, it actually, you know, my my girlfriend was like hey we need to find out like what's the origin and she wanted to look it up and she was i mean she's a super fan of oscar isaac too but um i'm in he's a handsome fellow oh yeah yeah for those who rewatch it uh, there's a qr code if you want to read it uh, click on the qr code that's on the screen and it'll give you uh access to a digital copy of werewolf by night 32 um which is kind of cool uh um so you know, it's amazing to me that you know. Wait, just wait till Ghost Rider appears because that Marvel Spotlight book, that thing is crazy. Yeah, it's gonna be nuts. And then and are, are they see- ever gonna bring in Werewolf by Night? Did they say they were doing anything like that? Yes the the Halloween special is gonna be a Werewolf by Night special. So uh, there's been words that uh, there's gonna be uh, the Werewolf by Night special will be. Um, like almost like a when you were a kid, what were the like the the shows would have like multiple stories, like horror stories. Sure. I'm trying to remember what it was. Tales oh, like the of Simpsons. whatever, like, the, like the little anthologies. 
<laughs> yeah, like an anthology where it's like one show, but it's like four different stories. Sure. Uh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm trying to think of what it was, like, like Tales, Tales of the Crypt or something like that. Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, uh, Tales from the Crypt, Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, where in one episode they would just do like 15-minute shows of whatever, but I was told where if my night's going to be there and man thing's going to be there. And so uh, perfect for Halloween, though. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, that's like the perfect you know bring the marvel's going full on supernatural and horror boys and girls we've been, been telling you this for years and so you know, nobody to blame but yourself if you don't get them so let's go see what's shaking today boys and girls so don't go away just quite yet because as we hold you captive i'm going to see what's on today's shakers list which probably won't differ too much from this one here as soon as There's i always that special see. one we find that as soon cool as I seamlessly transition over to it, uh huh. Do, 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 look at that. Look at that. I'm just like a professional now. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. There's the top ten. There are the weekly movers. And we we're talking about Venom Lethal Protector made the list. Hmm. Interesting. 19 units sold. But we're here to see what's shaking. Shake it up. Ah. Uh, Green Lantern front and center. Yeah. Look at that. A 9.6 sold for almost 15 grand. Wow. First appearance of Appa Ali Apsa. Yeah. I, I never, know you know what? I never knew that. I just thought that was a bad, I thought it was a cool Neil Adams cover. That's what people wanted. Yeah. Never knew it had a first appearance well, in it. Well, I, I mean, they, I, I mean is that, that the first time that they, yeah, it's the is. first time. Yeah. It's also the first time where they share the, the title. So but part of that, it was just, uh, see, if no, you it's look. It's definitely for the cover, not the appearance. No, but also, Green, it was just Green Lantern. Oh, the Green Arrow, Green Arrow, Green Lantern. Green yeah. Arrow. So then, as seventy six came, it was like they shared. You know, that, and I don't know why. Just storyline is phenomenal. It's the hard traveling hero storyline. It's one of the best uh, comic book stories, I think, ever written. Dennis O'Neill and uh, Neil Adams. Good old yeah. Denny O'Neill. Yeah. Look at that! Once Ooh, again, issue number two. Hey. Wow, I should know how much did that sell for? Raw what? for twenty seven hundred dollars. Yeah, I mean, what condition is the raw though? Yeah, well, be, I mean, even a grade of yeah. five is only fifty three hundred. I mean, it just, I mean, it just, I don't, there's just this thing about Wonder Woman comics. Besides Wonder Woman, the first issue, of Wonder Woman, first appearance of Wonder Woman, where you know, it's, I don't think collectors really cared unless you're, um, you know, in the bondage covers. You know, that's the only <laughs> subset of collecting Ooh, that I know. Uh, this is. Uh, one of my favorite DC heroes is guy. the Spectre and Dr. Fate. 2000 for a Raw from 1940. Issue number 60. Wow. Not many of them go up for sale either. But this isn't even the first appearance of the Spectre either. No, just a sweet cover. Ah. Hold on. People are speculating. Poor Morbius. Oh, Sony, what are you going to do? Amazing Spider-Man issue 101. They really uh, don't have any luck, do they? 8.0. Yeah, nine point eight back sold in two thousand twenty one for when it first announced. I think well, for twenty three grand, Oof. but now it's eight point zero for seventeen ninety four. Uh, if you uh, listen to what critics say, um, they're not really digging it. But uh, you know what? I don't care. As a comic book fan, I'm gonna go see it anyway. So you have to, right? What yeah. am I? Use your own. What am I gonna watch? Downton Out Abbey? You know what I'm saying? I'm a shit. I'm gonna go watch a comic book movie. Okay, Flame. Oh, look at that haunt of fear. Yeah, let's look at this one. That's dope. Yeah, I can see why. <laughs> look at that. That's like those severed voodoo heads. <laughs> this is a Honda Fear number eight. Yeah, man. Little fun story. I walked into a half price books a few months back and got, I, I, if everyone saw it on Instagram, a Shock Suspense Stories number one. I paid a whopping $50 for it, uh, just chilling in their little collectible bin. And I even talked them down. They had it priced at like 70. And I was like, yo, I just, I got 50 cash. Will you take that? They're like, yeah, that, that's cool. That's fine. Oh my gosh, it made my day. I felt you like scored. after that. Yeah, dude, that was awesome. so exciting. De- oh, yeah. Definitely Golden Age horror has made a comeback since I want to say the pandemic. Um, maybe before then, you know, but they were not as prominent as they are now. So I'm in Haunt of Fear number eight sold for $815 in a 5.0. Yo, 
What is the flame? The flame. What the hell is that, man? The issue flame number issue two. number two from Feral Comics. They're gonna beat up some kind of weird merman looking dudes. <laughs> but what's interesting is it doesn't look like there's an issue number one. Yeah. So and maybe it was under what? some other title or something. It's you know how they do find. that. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, maybe it's impossible to find from Feral Comics if you have uh, issue number two, uh, 6.5, sold for $800. Wow, that's incredible. Just, ah, one of my favorite covers of all time. Many of my favorite storylines of all time. The whole arc of the Dark Phoenix. X-Men 101, mm-hmm. first appearance of the Phoenix, 8.0 for $670. That seems like a steal to me. 9.8 sold for thirteen grand. Uh, I forgot what I have. I had two of them. I have. I think I have an 8.0 and a 9.0, but uh, it was a part of my cl- completion of my Claremont run uh, and Burn run, uh, and then Claremont and uh, what's his name, the guy prior to that. Basically, it's giant size X-Men 94 and then 94 up to like 142. That was my collecting goal. Um, here's residual for those who can't afford War of My Night 32, Marvel Spotlight number 28. First appearance of Moon Knight in the Solo Series, raw, graded comic, nine point two, six hundred thirty nine dollars. I want to see what the high. Damn, nine point eights are at four grand now. Gosh darn. Crazy. Man. I I swear to God, I had two copies of this somewhere. I need to find them now. Uh, I know I have War of My Night thirty two or thirty three, but I think you know people care more about this issue than eh, maybe not. But you know this one, you know, as opposed to War of My Night thirty two, which is the second appearance. At least this is his first solo appearance. Here we go, Sensation Comics. We're talking about Wonder Woman earlier. Yeah. Raw only five hundred sixty one dollars from nineteen forty three. Wow. Wonder Woman's first appearance was in Sensation Comics. I forgot what issue what issue number, but um, yeah, but uh, yeah, and then you know. She eventually got her own title. It's pretty dope. 76, I think. All-Star Comics 76, I think. Oh, All-Star Comics 76? Okay. Could have swore it was Sensation Comics. But anyway. Why why is uh, that ASM 17 hot? I have one. All the way over to the right. It's the second appearance of Green Goblin. Who else? Maybe the first appearance, first time Human Torch appears in a Spider-Man title. Oh, I don't know. Because Spider-Man appeared in Fantastic, or Spider-Man appeared, or excuse me, they 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 met before. Uh, I want to say Spider-Man number one was a guest appearance of uh, the Fantastic Four, if I'm not mistaken, right? I meant because yeah. Peter Parker and Human Torch have always been buddies, so. Um, says this book is uh see this little icon here that's that means it's fire five hundred dollars for a raw copy damn 27 grand for uh 9.8 it's just these spider-man books you know that's the one thing sony does well is they make spider-man movies because they got kevin feige to guide them in it um this is relatively new this is the punisher number 218 clayton crane variant look at that Oh shoot! I clicked on the wrong thing. There's a little arrow here. Look at him in his badass armor. Yeah, that is bad. Yeah, dude, that's bad. I don't want to say this was Karis Comics had this, but anyway, this is a nine point eight for wow. five hundred bucks. Ooh, Oof. but yeah, but this this one's pretty dope too. This is the one with John Bernthal on the cover, the Netflix photo cover. Look at that yeah. one. Yeah, nine point six. So me and the lady, 31. me and the old lady just started uh, Daredevil. Oh, she, she's yeah, never well, seen it. So oh. I'm excited to watch it again. Have fun. Yeah, it's, it's going to be sweet. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've watched it from the beginning. Yeah, you can just bypass Iron Fist and and <laughs> Jessica Jones if right. you want. Oh, no she wasn't interested that. in Jessica Jones. Maybe Iron Fist. Well, she yeah. didn't want a cup of coffee. Yeah. And, hey, look, I own four of these. Surprise. <laughs> Nova Graded? number one. Yeah, they're all graded. First appearance of Nova. I have two. Uh, Three ninety nine, four hundred dollars for nine point oh. Wow, that's well, good I'm to know. Them in then, if nine point are selling for four hundred, I was gonna say nine point eight is only three grand. I and I have a feeling it's gonna jump up higher. Um, as uh, I think it was, uh, what was it? Super Adventures number six is the first like prototype appearance of it. Shout out to my man ETA Nick who has two copies of it, who had the foresight to see uh, buy that. Um, I think it's Super Adventures number six. I think I did I talk about it last week? Um, Super Adventures number six. Yeah, it was like a fanzine that 
uh, Marv Wolfman did where he first did the prototype and it was called Black Adam or excuse me, Black Nova at the time. And then, you know, it didn't even have a name of Richard Ryder, didn't have the Nova Core or any of that stuff, but it was just hot. Uh, I mean, you know, there's only 125 copies. So, you know, my man ETA Nick has two of them. So he's already has more than most. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very, wow, you know, King is, of the Golden State asked, uh, is it censored or uncensored for Daredevil? And it, I'm pretty sure it's uncensored version because the scene where the guy kills himself by impaling his eyeball through that spike, they showed that whole thing. So. There was, yeah, because there's a parental. Uh, yeah, I put in a code. Now. I had to reset my like re put in my uh, information yeah. and like change it to mature audiences and everything. But yeah, it yeah. was full scene of. I think it is. Vampirella one thirteen throwing cool. for four hundred dollars for raw. Vampy and Panther go wild in feeding frenzy. Vampire of the Nile. Oh wow! I didn't even. That sounds so sexy. I love it. I still like the present of uh, Vampirella. That one still is. Uh, I would love to get that. Do do do. You know, come on now. Firehair pioneer. West come on, romance. man. Strange on. Tales number one sixty nine. First Doctor Strange solo series. Wow, three fifteen for uh, three point five. Wow. Looking good with my eight point zero and nine point zero. All right, nine point eight sold for ten thousand eight hundred dollars. This goes to the the huge like difference between getting a 9.8 and a 9 anything else you know what i'm saying like you know people pay premium for that come on click on that fire hair book man we're missing out Pioneer wish, jo- wish zach was here where zach was here we, we could fire talk, talk about his fire hair the warrior pioneer and west romances starring fire hair from fiction comics 1950 300 for a raw comic gingers have no souls fire hair it's the color of ginger. her hair, I would imagine. Uh, they didn't use ginger back then because Gilligan Island hadn't come out yet. <laughs> yeah, for those who don't know, the word, the term ginger is because of Gilligan's Island. So there you go. Yeah, before Gilligan's Island, nobody called a redheaded. Show. Yeah, nobody called a redheaded ginger until Gilligan's Island came out because of uh, uh, the uh, of ginger uh, on the show. She was the movie the star. Movie star. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Morris Spotlight number six. Look at that. That's pretty dope. First, dope. second appearance and an origin retold of Ghost Rider. Mars Spotlight number six. See, people getting priced out at number five. 9.6 sold for 1,700. A raw sold for 300 bones. Man, for yeah. second appearance. I'm telling you, man, once Ghost Rider gets the Feige treatment, it is going to blow the hell up. All right. I got to look at this because this one is interesting. This is the Kellogg's Cornflakes something special. Look at that. I've never seen that. Secret Wars number 10. This is the UK version. Wow. wow. $2.90 for a 9.8. I need this now. Huh. Look, they had like a whole set of them that were in the UK. These are all UK covers. Well, look at that one. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and this is magazine format too. That's pretty cool. Well, except for this one. This one is... Yeah, this one is closer to what the actual cover is, but some of the other ones, Ooh, not so much. Eight. Look at eight and see what that one looks like. Because isn't that the black suit issue? You got to think they went with the black suit. No, they didn't. How cool wow. is that? Oh, I need this one, though. Yo, son, this one is dope. That's cool. That is fire. I like that. Uh, all right, now I need to look at all of them. All right, let me see what else these look like. For, hold on, hold on. Go look up, look it up, up at the thing. It says fortnightly. That shit's coming out every two weeks. You know what fortnight? That's some fancy words right there. That's an old English word. A fortnight. fortnightly. Damn. I didn't know what a two look, weeks was. Hulk look crazy as hell, yo. That almost yeah. looked like Lou Ferrigno like, Hulk. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say. Situation fatal. Man, let's see. These are some really interesting covers like this one looks normal look at this one huh. oh, that's cool the big kaboom issue. i want that that's cool that's number five right, i'm gonna have to go start i'm gonna start, start travel UK. to Britain, london that one's closer to that's one of the uh internal pages or covers of that one i know for sure that one's a cover
even the first one is this first cover, but it has all this crazy stuff on the on the side of it, like cracking first. Very, very British word to say a cracking first issue, right? <laughs> you know, if you say something is cracking, uh, that is a very, very English uh, terminology. You know, oh, that's cool. It's like saying, "I am Uhtred, son of Uhtred." Oh man, I'm on the last episode of season five on that show. Destiny, Destiny is <sighs> all is all. Such a weird, such uh, a good dr- show. He has such a weird, like English British accent because he's 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 he's, he's actually Germany. The the Alexander uh, Dremont. Um, two seventy five for raw. I do believe this was the one. Yeah, it's pretty much one in one variant, one in one per store because nobody was ordering more than five hundred of these. This is the Jim Lee Wolverine issue number one. Whoa, look at that, Jim Lee getting down. Yeah, two hundred seventy five dollars for raw, and this is um. Is I don't. Super- even, oh, I don't even think he drew this originally. I think this was a maybe. I don't know if this is original art or not, or if it's something he did on a previous X Men title. That Marvel just reissued because let me see, yeah, because 2020 he's been he's already part of DC. So, but you know he did the R for Marvel, so they can do whatever they want with. Just like that, you know, uh, they when they did the Venom cover that Todd McFarlane did without his permission, he got all butt hurt. Um, last one, let's look at this, Doctor Afra. I'm digging this. It's a dope cover. That's cool. But you gotta Dr. click Afra. on that. Click on that ape one on the far left. Strange adventures. Oh, there's so many words to read on that cover. Please believe me, I am the victim of a terrible scientific experiment, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ralph, evolution. featuring evolution plus the incredible story of an ape with a human brain. So, uh, man, this predates like uh, Planet of the Apes by a long shot. All right, boys and girls, we uh, kept you captive long enough. Appreciate you guys all for hanging out with us. Still 131 of you strong. Um, any last words, Dr. Jedi? Thanks so much for joining us. It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? I, I don't know where my seats are. They're all <laughs> over the place. Whoa. Oh, man, my Jan J2, thanks for stepping in last minute. Any last words? Where can they find you, brother? Uh, uh, Instagram. As it says on the handle right there as well, uh, every Friday nights, if you're not doing anything on Friday and you want to laugh, low grades. That's that's where it's at. Watch us or don't, whatever. Yeah, man. Fridays. No pressure. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Also, I will be at WonderCon starting tomorrow. I'll be at the cover price panel, and I think in room 108 at 530, uh, supporting the guys from cover price. Also, um, I'll be uh, trying to hang out with the KRS Comics as well. Make sure you check out their booth. So to get yeah, this yeah, these yeah. Uh, gorgeous WonderCon exclusives, art by Mike Mayhew. Mike Mayhew will be there, so he can sign them if you like. I don't know what the pricing is, so, you know, but, you know, get them there and um, make sure you grab a facilitator because CDC booth is right next to them. So just look for the CDC booth and then you'll see the wonder you'll see the KRS Comics booth. And I saw a preview of the KRS Comics booth. It's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. It is the biggest booth they've they've had. They meant to unveil it a while ago, but because of the pandemic, they haven't. So um, it's it's a huge, huge booth. I wish I could show the video of it now, but. You guys will see it tomorrow. Make sure you shout out. You send out our friends over at KRS Comics. They're supposed to be there in New York, right? I or think Baltimore. so. Yeah, New York. I exactly. Think it's New York. Yeah, it's no longer just a couple of tables and this and that. It's a whole thing. I mean, we're talking like hold on, like a like a vendor booth you would see for IDW or uh, one Sweet. of those things. It's Hell it's yeah. going to be huge. So, till next time, boys and girls, uh, stay safe. If uh, you see me at WonderCon, come up, say what's up, man, and uh, chop it up. If not, uh, we'll see you next. Tuesday because I ain't doing anything for the weekend because uh, I probably take me a couple days just to recover from the convention because I'm old I'm old like that you know what I'm saying after a while you're just like man I, convention you're like I need like three or four days rec- I went to Vegas and I'm still recovering and that was like two weeks ago <laughs> alright peace out y'all peace